You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. An extended sermon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's right. So better get that aircon on um, down a bit because, yeah, we'll be going to eight tonight. So, but everyone's cool with that. So, um, yeah, if you don't know me, I'm the minister here. My name is Steve and perfect combination tonight. We fed all the kids a bunch of sugar and br- delicious brownies and trifle and all the parents had a fantastic meal. So they're sleepy and the kids are trying to climb on the stage. It's, I had that image of a... Um, we're not, a, we're not a massive church community here. So I had that image, but I had that beautiful image of a family around a piano singing carols. Uh, multiple ages, multiple noises, multiple songs. And um, yeah, it's been a great night, hasn't it? So far, yeah, it's been fantastic. So. I believe we have one more song in just a moment, but just if I can get your attention for just a sec, I just want to share a couple of thoughts around Christmas. First of all, Ari's French teacher's here from kindy, so I just want to double check. Noel is French for Christmas? Okay, fact checked. Okay, good, good. There we go. And so there's just an image coming up on the screen, hopefully, in theory. You're right. Can't cap. Can't, where's, where's Elliot gone? So come on up and... He's doing well. Give a hand for those behind the scenes tonight because there's lots of different things going on. There we go. I saw this this week. Isn't it true for those that eat McDonald's? Four hour... No, no... There's a few people not telling the truth here, so no, that's right. So f- four hours prep time. Look at it. It's got toothpicks in it. That's the trick. They hold it up, photoshopped, and then um, 60 seconds. There's your burger. Isn't it true? The prep that goes in. This is the way advertising works. It's never as good as it looks. And uh, nowadays, of course, we do it. We um, we do this to our own photos. Um, we, we change our own looks and we Photoshop and we put them on Instagram or Facebook and we kind of create the image we want to be. Um, they, say that, uh, they say that my generation or younger is the most connected generation globally but becoming the most lonely um, because they think they're connecting with a cheeseburger that looks like that but actually they're getting a 30-second cheeseburger or we're putting all these fake pictures or we, we my friend calls it the hi- I've heard it well I've heard it called the highlight reel we show a highlight reel and then everyone else thinks that's our real life and we cut out all the the mess and so and then if you're not my generation you don't get off scot-free because there has been times that we also we love to appear a certain way and so I can remember just remember church the guys in the suits the long sleeves the ties and they all walk around how are you good how are you I'm good too uh, research shows they weren't that good. Uh, research shows life was pretty tough. Life is pretty tough. And uh, so it doesn't matter what generation, we love to put this image across. And uh, we build our walls higher. We make it so we don't even have to see our neighbours. We can quickly get out of the aircon, into the aircon garage. Well, who has an aircon garage? But into, into the aircon car, into the aircon office without having to say hello to anyone in our street. And so we're disconnected. And I guess that's human nature. What is 
and I guess my point tonight, and I just wanted to challenge us on, I guess it's okay, human nature, we like to put our best image forward, but we are sacrificing genuine, authentic connection. And the problem is, is when we take it to a picture like this. Anyone want to guess what this picture is? Baby Jesus, the nativity scene. Now, this is a lovely picture. Baby Jesus, that's right, Belle. This is a lovely picture, but I must admit, I do have a couple of problems with it. You see, what does it look like? Nice and clean. It looks like a fairy tale. This camel looks like he's about to break into song. (laughs) These lambs, I don't have lambs, but these lambs look like, I've never seen, I imagine lambs don't behave like that. They don't sit around. The angels are symmetrical. They didn't even say the angels were there, at the, but it doesn't matter. They're symmetrically placed. The shepherds, I don't know which one of the shepherds because they all look like they've got these clean, nappy sand, softened clothes on, but they wouldn't be. They'd be covered in animal stuff. And Mary. How calm does she look? I might have only been through three pregnancies. It was tough. Um, but, and, and, um, and my wife made, and as we do, new mothers and new fathers do this, every visitor washes their hands. Can you imagine Mary with a Dettol as the shepherds come and say, can I have a hold? She would not look that calm. It's cold night. She's just traveled. She's just had a baby in a manger. She wouldn't, without any type of pain relief. That's right. And then Joseph, totally calm. The first time I experienced pregnancy was a big shock to me. I didn't look as calm as Joseph either. And then the last thing, I, look, I've only got three of them. So who's ever had a baby that glows? I've never seen a baby that glows. And so it is funny and it's fun to speculate. Here's the problem. If this is the God you think came on Christmas, the fairy tale God, Disney princess movie look, then I reckon if I thought that was the God that came on Christmas, I reckon I'd probably make it to, Christmas, uh, make it to church maybe once a year and it'd be tonight. And if that's you, that's okay. If you've been dragged along by your auntie, your grandma, your uncle, your grand, it's totally okay. Because I reckon I'd only come if that's the God I thought that came on Christmas. Because what does the glow-in-the-dark Jesus have anything to do with Monday morning? Or 2008 and the stress and the mess and the chaos of our culture? As we watch the news, I would think, that doesn't apply to Monday morning for me. All I want to leave you with tonight is what if, consider this, what if the Mary story was about a girl that in her own town there was questions about her sex life. There was questions and judgment around what actually happened. There was a man that had to make a decision and consider in that Middle Eastern culture, did he stone her? Did he divorce her? Or did he decide to take her at her word and trust her despite the rumours? What if it's a story about a Middle Eastern couple that were refugees because they're fearing for their life? chaotic not enough money 
or status that when they get to the town of Bethlehem, they can't just get a room with family or get a room with anyone. They have to have the baby in a stable slash cave. And what if the only people to rock up, because the wise men actually rocked up a little while later, what if the only people that rocked up are what is known at that time, some of the lowest in society, shepherds, and they stink and they smell, and no one invites shepherds to parties, but God decides to invite the shepherds. In a messy town that no one cares about, in the back of a cave somewhere, because the inns are too full, a baby is born out of extremely strange, extremely messy circumstances. And what if that was by design? What if that baby grew up? And what if that baby, as he taught as a young man or a 30-year-old man, what if, what if he taught and he raised in that society the view on women and children? What if he fought against those that oppressed the people? What if he condemned the religious that added burden to the people of that time? And then what if one of his own friends betrayed him? And in what can only be described as a political statement from the Roman government, the most gruesome way to kill someone, he was crucified. What if it was all part of his plan? God came into the mess. It tells us in Philippians 2, 5, 8, think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what, not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave, became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was incredibly humbling. Another translation says it was humiliating. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death. And the worst kind of death, that is, a crucifixion. And he conquered death. If you're a Christian, I believe, I know a fair few here believe he conquered death. It was all part of his plan to bring us out of the mess and back to God. So what if it's not a fairy tale? What if he came deliberately into the mess? Doesn't that affect Monday morning? All of a sudden, your mess in 2018, your broken relationships, your struggles maybe within your marriage or with some friends, those temptations that, yeah, that one, that you don't mention, those addictions, those things that you maybe do too much of, those things that you think is too messy for religious people or God is just the right amount of messy for Jesus. The things you consider are too messy are the right amount of messy for Jesus. That's a God that doesn't just affect Christmas Day but can influence your Monday morning, your Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Can give you hope in those days can give you a purpose in those days, can restore the broken and the mess in those days, and as he says, give you truth, a way, and a life, both now and eternally. I don't know where you're at with that tonight. Think of it as the present left unopened under the Christmas tree. At least give it an open. At least unpack it more than the fairy tale Disney princess nativity scene 
at least see that there might be some more depth and there might be something far more life-giving than you realise. Encouragement is explore Jesus. It's the best present I've ever opened. It's the best Christmas Day present you can get. That's my challenge. This afternoon, you can't call this afternoon. It's tonight now. Sorry, I'm still on the chocolate. But it's, um, the, <laughs> the trifle's kicking in. Seven o'clock. Let me pray and we're going to sing one more song. Father God, thank you so much. I don't know where we stand tonight. I don't know how we view you. I don't know how we've unpacked that present, Lord. But I just ask your spirit to speak to any of us that need to perhaps unpack it again or open it afresh this Christmas. You're the purpose giver. You're the divine. You're the creator. And you want to speak into our broken areas, into our messy areas, into our chaotic places, Lord. And I just pray maybe that 2019 is the year that we let you. Unlike the innkeepers, <laughs> we let you into our home, into our lives. In Jesus Christ's name, amen.